Hello, chat. We're live. Hello, chat. Welcome to slightly something else. Oh, my webcam's going a bit screwy again. Just oh no. Soon fix that. Anyway, yes. Um, feels like I haven't seen you all in a while. Because uh, I didn't stream on Wednesday. And I might have had a slightly harrowing hospital visit since then. But I'm all at least willing to have a conversation now. Yay. I won't go so far to say that I'm all better now. You know what? This isn't going to be a good episode. It's going to be an episode, though. That's what we want to say. Hey. Hey. What? Let's let's at least try to be ambitious. Oh, okay. 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 Let's act like this is our job, right? Oh, Ooh, imagine that. Imagine having huh. to talk about video games for your jobs. Huh. What, what if there was a game where you talked about video games as a job? What a time to be alive, as Truly. I would say. <laughs> and speaking of talking about video games as our jobs, this week we're talking about jobs in the context of video game play. Correct. Yeah, not like job like jobs in the video game industry, which I feel like someone's going to get confused by. This is in-game jobs. Yeah, because this is uh, an ever-popular genre, increasingly mm -hmm. so, and uh, has been for some time in the indie world. I think mm -hmm. we've both been playing Dave the Diver recently, which yeah. is the current, the current hot property in the world mm -hmm. of indies. Yeah. But having played it, it doesn't do a whole lot new, it just does a lot of it. It does do a lot. It is, it is, a, it is an appetizer platter. Of uh, various systems and mechanics and uh, interlinking design decisions. That's a very good way of putting it. A million different mm. things, all about tissue thin, a lot of it. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, the whole game that's sort of a hybrid business management sim has mm -hmm. been pretty popular on Steam. And in indie circles, uh, Stardew Valley, of course. Yeah. Uh, flying the flag of the uh, Light Farm sim. But mm -hmm. games like a Moonlighter where you ran a shop and also explored dungeons was one of the first examples of the indie post-dad sort of experience. I've often talked about where they try yeah. to hybridize the work sim, uh, job management satisfaction of a job well done sort of game that used to be the territory of your dads, mm -hmm. combined with a more traditional gamey element like dungeon exploring or uh, having to catch lots of very dangerous fish. Yeah, it's funny because it seems like uh, there's. I, I, when I was thinking of examples of this, there's a lot of early examples, and I feel like arcade games had uh, a decent amount of games that that leaned on sort of jobs as a main mechanic. Tapper, hmm. where you were a bartender. Uh, Paperboy, where you were the titular Paperboy, and then well, even like into the late nineties, Taxi, Taxi, uh, Crazy Taxi, where you could live the life of a of a taxi driver. And let well, me tell that you, was that was still, chaotic. That was still pretty crazy. It was, it was still pretty crazy. Uh, and then it seems like, yeah, it really seemed like uh, it sort of branched off and it was either there were mechanics in other games, specifically like open world and RPG games, uh, where you could get an in-game job, or there were these, like you call them, post-dad games that are built solely around, you know, living the fantasy of farming simulator or bus simulator or power wash simulator, that kind of thing. Yeah, I still think post-dad's a relatively recent concept. Hardspace Shipbreaker sure. is another good example. Yeah, and that's an interesting example of a job, like being able to do a job that is like a, a fantastical job. Mm. Um, 
you know, sort of like you mentioned Moonlighter. That was the one where you run a store by day, right? And then you like, yes. spelunk in dungeons at night. Interestingly, um, not the first game to do that. There was also a Japanese game called Reketeer. That, oh, um, interesting. I didn't know that. That uh, is basically the exactly the same thing. But Japanese. Yeah. And that's an interesting, like, when I think about that, it almost feels like uh, a game that is built around running a shop in a fantasy world is almost like if you were to just be playing a game and think to yourself, like, I want to play a game from that person's point of view. And you point to, like, an NPC that you don't really, like, talk to that much. Like, if you were playing Pokemon and instead of being, you know, the, the center of the adventure, you were like, I want to play a game where I'm Officer Jenny or where I'm Nurse Joy. Like, I want to be a Pokemon doctor or, like, a, a Pokemon cop. I don't know if I'd like a Pokemon cop. Uh, do Pokemon cops go after Pokemon, or do they go after humans who are committing Pokemon crimes? Well, they only go after that one Pokemon that looks like a black person. Yeah, that was, I'm going to be honest. The Officer Jetty thing, there might be some systemic racism inside the world of, of Pokemon uh, policing. So ACAB still stands uh, even to Pokemon cops. What am I thinking of? You know, that really dodgy thing that looks like a person with a black face. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That first generation, they had to iron out some kinks. They had to get all that out of there, out of their system before people were like, maybe this is a bad idea for a Pokemon. I was just trying to think of a way to spin that into a racist joke. Iron no, you shouldn't. You, I think you should. I personally think you shouldn't. I think we should move on to the next topic, such as <laughs> what if we ran a theme park? The cops aren't <laughs> about ironing out the kinks, ironing out the chinks, more like. What? I'm just you saying. Didn't have to, you, didn't, you didn't have to say that. You could have just not I, said it. I thought we were having fun together as a community, making fun you know of what? the cops for being racist. You uh, you have uh, mono, and this is how we're going to fall back on every time. Okay. I've, mono makes me racist. It's, uh, yeah, that that's in the DSV now, I think. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Well, um, the, I suppose the question when anything becomes popular, like you post that, all your work sim, because you're right, it's been around for a long time. Sure. It used to be a very retro thing before video games, uh, I would say, and it's around the PS1 sort of era, attracted the image of uh, being a thing for cool teens to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and before that, it was like a kiddie thing, mascot platformers yeah. and the like. But even before that, uh, especially in like the homebrew eras of the uh, Commodore 64 and other home computers, there were a lot of games where you were just a dude mowing his lawn or uh, just a dude running a little tailor's shop or whatever, or a dude who has yeah. to uh, clean as somebody's toilet. What, what, like, so what is that? What is there about the sort of like the mundanity of real life jobs that can appeal to people in an interactive setting? Is it, um, there's something calming about the the structure of like a nine to five that people want to seek outside of their nine to five. Like I was trying to wrap my head around when we decided on this topic of like, what is it about these little tasks in games inside of games that, uh, cause they appeal to me. Like I like them in games like, you know, in, yeah. in like Yakuza and, and Persona and the taxi driving Grand Theft Auto. And I was trying to figure out why. Well, when you get right down to it, all video games are just extra jobs. Yeah, there's an extra job where you have to save a princess or defeat lots of evil monsters by doing lots of repetitive tasks. Yeah, and uh, an in-game job can be a sort of micro high. They can be mm -hmm. like, uh, okay, let's not worry about the broad problem of saving the princess right now. For right now, let's just worry about 
making sure everyone's table is served in this little light, ma- light restaurant management sim. And then you can get sure. a little pat on the head at the end saying, you did a very good job. Now, back to saving the princess. And it's sort of a, uh, an opportunity to have a little extra high when, uh, the, when you're working with something with more of a long-term payoff. But so it kind suppose... of fulfills the like the mini game role of like a, it's part palette cleanser, I guess, or like world building palette cleanser. I suppose, and as I say, just to uh, to get a little extra boost of satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I suppose it could also be that the world we live in has become a cruel and dreadful place, and uh, and for the sake of escapism. We turn to something that will just reassure us that everything's going to be all right. Not so much, you know, the high-octane spectacle and excitement of, like, a Final Fantasy. Just a nice, calm thing saying, hey, you focus on your little corner of the world and everything will probably be fine. I think Dave the Diver exemplifies that very well. Yeah. Hey, there's no need to worry that much. Uh, You're being, like, victimised by eco-terrorists. You had to fight (laughs) a giant kraken the other day, but... Hey, at yeah. the end of the day, we all have to come back to the sushi restaurant and make sure everyone's got their cup of tea. Yeah. Just relax, man. Nothing, yeah. nothing is so apocalyptically strange that it will stop you having to pour cups of tea for people at the end of the day. And like the, like the worst case scenario of like, you know, if you're exploring the deep sea depths, you can pass out and you can, or you can lose all your health and lose all yeah. the, the loot you've collected. Whereas like, yeah. if you mess up on a night of the job, it's re- it's just like, well, you, you messed up on the job. You didn't get enough money. That's fine. There'll be, you know, tomorrow will be, uh, tomorrow will be another day and you'll be able to, to come back to the sushi bar at night tomorrow. And yeah. maybe you could do better and hire more crew and everything. Cause there's a lot in Dave the Diver, but it, even though it does have giant monster fights and, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, epic boss battles and stuff. You get the sense that the game doesn't that doesn't really care if you do it or not. Like, no, well, nothing it, will change much. Everything will be fine. Yeah, like Dave's uh, Dave's kind of laid back attitude is uh, it's low feels stakes. present in every is low stakes. That's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it all feels um, very low stakes. But it does that thing that I think. Uh, you know, ironically, Dredge also did very well, both being the the two big seafaring games of the year, um, to where it uses those sort of the idea of the job as an interesting way to create like, I don't know, like a double helix in the in the game's mechanics to where you do better at the job, which helps you do better at the exploring, which helps you do better at the job, which helps you do better at the exploring. Well, that's just um, perfect uh, hybrid gameplay along your persona level. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's part of what um uh you know in in Persona that's like part of the reason that I feel like on paper you could be like, "Oh, well you can either explore dungeons or you can work at a flower shop." And you'd be like, "Why the hell would I possibly want to work at a flower shop when I could explore dungeons?" But then you see how the two of those, you know, speak to each other yeah. and interact with each other Maybe and you'd like, like oh, this to is- work at the flower shop to take a break from fighting the monsters in the dungeons. Yeah, fight exactly. monsters in dungeons all day. It, it's no. good when a game can offer a sort of, you know, a sine wave of energy. It can give yeah. you, like, time to get your breath back from the more intense things. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of, it's necessary because the, you know, in like a, a book or a, or a movie, the pacing can be controlled by the author, whereas a lot of times in games, uh, the the pacing's in your hand. Like, the author can't have control over the pacing, and so uh, giving the player the option to to 
take their own breaks and catch their own breath uh, tends to be kind of important, especially in those big old long games. Is it do something you, to do with our age? Do you think that we want that we enjoy the sensation of you know being congratulated on having a done a job well done? I mean, maybe yeah. Like uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'd be curious of like what the average age of something like you know uh, the, any of these post ad simulator games or, or anything like that is, and if it's something that like if a kid would be like, well, I don't. I don't even know. I've never had a job, so I don't understand the satisfaction of of a job well done, um, or or you know being able to have a job where you could just finish and clock out at the end of the night and and really not have to think about it. Um, it might be an age thing, yeah. Although we did see, you know, we did see those early examples of 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 Paperboy and Tapper and stuff, but I guess that was mostly taking a job that would make for interesting, you know, quick fix arcade mechanics. Yeah, and as I say, that was before video games sort of acquired uh their image yeah yeah i think it was yeah. mario did a lot to sort of characterize video games as a kiddie thing uh sure in sure the 80s and early 90s yeah yeah and then as i say the ps1 sort of made it the cool older brother hangout where yeah everyone's wearing backwards baseball caps and skateboarding yeah <laughs> Everyone, yeah, that's everyone looked like the how do you do fellow kids meme. Um, I'm thinking back to like it feels like Harvest Moon was the first sort of uh, of what we yeah. consider like modern farmy games, and I'm wondering like why that job felt like such a good fit for gaming. Like why did farming as a as a trade feel? Why does it feel like such a perfect fit for games? Is it the multitasking? Is it sort of the the built-in daily routine? Well, the daily routine certainly makes is what makes it sort of addictive. Yeah, you get into a sort of cycle of I'll just do one more day. Mm-hmm. I, well, I I was discussing this when I was in the, my dev diary series. And I was talking about the appeal of games like Stardew Valley. It has the the short term wins, like the fishing mini game or sure. the giving presents to people. Where you just get instant feedback saying, "Oh, well done! You caught a fish." Yeah. And then it has, but at the same time, it also gives you other things in the course of the same day, interwoven with those things, uh, things with more long-term payoffs, like watering the crops and giving people presents in a, with a line with a view to getting your nasty little leg over them at some point in the future. Yeah. Nasty little Lego. Yeah, that is interesting. There, yeah, the immediate satisfaction and the you know prolonged sort of the, the the larger goals. And it pushes you to do the whole one more just one more day thing. Uh, yeah. Always thinking that maybe next day will be the day the parsnips finally come up, and we can finally yeah. get the long-awaited payoff. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's interesting that, like, I understand why farming is the perfect fit for it, but, like, why aren't other jobs? Like, why well, don't we the have whole this giant... Quest- this was the whole question that occurred to me when I started work on Starstruck Vagabond. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, we, we've got our light farming work sim. No one really expects it to be a fully realistic work sim. Yeah. There's just something about the task of farming that uh, we seem to like in that sort of stripped down cartoony setting. So I was mm-hmm. thinking, what's another sort of uh, uh, work task that's sort of repetitive that you can do over and over again? And I settled on delivering crates to places. Yeah, and that's uh, um, that's been sort of the idea of bringing a thing from one place to another has been like a core mechanic in games, especially in, you know, like side quests and stuff and fetch quests and, and all that stuff. And then, um, you know, Death Stranding sort of mm. took it and ran with it. And so, yeah, it seems like delivery. And it's funny, too, because it feels like the concept of the delivery man is just growing and growing now that people get everything delivered in their life they get yeah, the, they are the, the modern meals heroes of our age yeah yeah they were like the frontline workers during covid and everything um and so yeah that feels like a job that uh, existed for a very long time but has gotten bigger and bigger yeah but and it's not and just it's, uh farming these days as i say indie spheres have explored all sorts of things shop management is very popular there's like 19 yeah. different games about running a potion shop for some reason yeah, I mean, I guess that's just like it, it's the 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 a thing that makes sense as a ways into a fantastic world. Of it sort of, of ties it, in with the farming sim, good because there's the natural connection there of growing ingredients for your potions. Yeah, yeah, and even uh, uh, concerned ape, the developer of uh, Stardew Valley's next game is that haunted chocolatier, yeah. which is you run a chocolate shop in a cool, spooky, haunted town or castle or whatever the hell the game's about but of course um, the, the parlance of farming has always been uh, attached to video games even in uh, sort of more action focused things uh, people talk about farming when they play world of warcraft people talk about farming when they play dungeon crawlers and that's partly why uh, moonlighter found its uh, yeah because that's it's a similar sort of grind you farm stuff in the dungeon by fighting things yeah, and then you and then you sell them in your shop as the long term payoff. It's the same sort of model of Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley. Uh, yeah, the moment to moment activity paired with the the long term payoff. Yeah, but it's just Except they need the contextualized, like I guess. Yeah, those games will feel the need like the like those aren't games that are just about farming though, like. There are those. There's like the, the farm simulator and you know, like those kind of things that are truck simulator that that legitimately do try to replicate one to one what these jobs are like. And those do have their audience, but I feel like the ones that really pop off and uh, you know explode onto the scene, like uh, Stardew Valley, are the ones that marry that core concept with you know exploration and dungeon crawling and time management and 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 social dating sim stuff and yeah. and everything like that it's post daddery is what it is because post daddery because the pure the pure work sims that you describe like forksist sim or euro truck simulator are what i would call the dad games the pure dad games yeah and i always thought the audience for those games uh train simulator as well was mm-hmm. uh people who you know retired truck drivers people who used to work in that field and uh want to in some way reminisce interesting especially the realistic train simulators they have like a huge niche audience of like model train enthusiasts yeah my, yeah my dad was a professional train engineer and when he retired he spent most of his time with his model train set that's yeah 
I guess yeah, if something's like such a, a vital part of your part of your life for decades and decades, then after you're done doing it, you want to find a way to yeah. replicate it somehow. You can't just kind of sever that limb forever. And I've always felt the trend of the post dad game came about from uh, the audience for gaming who grew up playing more traditional gaming experiences like Zelda's and uh, more traditional gamey games, uh, mm-hmm. becoming of age, becoming dads themselves. And yeah. uh, also finding some appeal in the uh, the workaday grind sims. Sure, sure. Huh. There's also the... Uh, uh, it's interesting to see how some of these jobs have uh, sort of lent themselves to these kind of current, current trend of chaotic multiplayer games in stuff like uh, Overcooked and uh, uh, Moving Out. And they take sort of these these jobs that are like team based and very sort of uh, uh, stressful at their core and communication based, and you know refines that into gameplay. Like taking the chaos of a of a of a kitchen and a front of house staff at a restaurant and condensing it into this multiplayer sort of chaos simulator that you have to slowly try to like wrangle your 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 group around. Um, same thing with with moving out. Uh, it's 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 so those, strange to me that yeah. oh god i mean all that coordination stuff you could be describing someone uh coordinating a, a group of four swat team members in rainbow six or something and i think when you break it down most gameplay loops are pretty equivalent like you know mm-hmm. go to a place solve the task whether by shooting all the enemies or putting all the boxes in the moving van and i think all that's really happened in recent times is a recontextualization. We take the standard gameplay loops of sorting out problems and we place them in more mundane settings, like moving house yeah. or running a restaurant. And uh, I, that may well point to a maturity in gaming's audience. A growing yeah. maturity. Or yeah. a wish to explore uh, themes other than just exciting violence possibly in order to escape a world in which there's plenty of exciting violence in the real world that we'd rather not have to think about. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I guess, like you said, the, you could, uh, you know, there's, there's the games built around violence where it's like, I'm organizing a team that is going to raid this building and, and take down all the bad guys in it. And, but there's just a certain segment of the audience that just doesn't want that. And so it's taking that sort of mentality and feeling and then, boiling it down into something more palatable, like a restaurant or like a moving company. Or you like know, it's funny. I find train. playing Overcooked a lot more mentally stressful than playing uh, a, a co-op shooter. Interesting. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It's just uh, having to worry about multiple things at once. Yeah. Rather than just having to worry about keeping yourself alive and pointing at the nasty enemies and shooting them until they die. Yeah. See, I mean, maybe that's sh- like part of the shooting someone part until the they appeal. die. That's a relatively stress-free experience. Yeah, like hey, there you go. You don't have to worry about then cooking the corpse and putting the corpse on the appropriate plate and sending them to the appropriate restaurant patron. Although that is that is a game idea. Keep that one in your back pocket. <laughs> any any first person, it's like Doom, except you take all the bodies and you drag them back and you try to open up like a little There's, like a little Sweeney, God, Sweeney Todd. That- there's got to be an indie game that does that. I mean, people are going to mention Ravenous Devils, in sure, which you murder yeah. people and uh, turn the corpses into pies. 
Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not really an action game when you do the murdering, but there's got to be a yeah. game where you do that. There's got to be a game. I mean, even like something like Dave the Diver, where you go around murdering fish all day yeah. in order to serve their corpses to the restaurant patrons, yeah. and it's sort of an action game. Sure. Where you just uh, collect all the bodies. There's got to be plenty of examples of that in the indie world. I'm sure. Uh, there's also the games that um, use the profession uh, to sort of build its its atmosphere and its uh, story and tone around and stuff like Papers, Please, which um, <laughs> takes the the unenviable job of uh, of of being the the gatekeeper of a of a country in disarray in disarray. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, earlier this year, last year, whenever we played it, that Mortuary Assistant game. Oh yes, which uh, yeah took uh, took a, a real job and then injected it with the the horror that a lot of people would probably associate with looking from the outside of a job, and being like, oh, you just deal with dead bodies all day. What's going yeah. on there? Return of the Obra Dinn as well. Game yeah, yeah, stuff. exactly. Uh, Famous Please and Obra Dinn both um, were very good at giving you a sort of mundane task to focus on. Yeah, and like sort of slip the story past in the background which uh, I always thought was very effective and uniquely video game the way to tell a story sure. yeah 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 that's something that like uh, Lucas Pope who, who you know was the lead on both of those games it, it feels like he worked both those jobs even though he probably didn't <laughs> like he probably wasn't at a border crossing and he probably wasn't uh, you know a, 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 a he's very uh, very good at gamifying a sort of bureaucratic process. Yeah, yeah. In such a in way, a way that, it's a way that makes it really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, in a way that filmmakers like like someone like Terry Gilliam in Brazil took the bureaucracy and, and mm. turned it into, you know, science fiction, comedy, horror. He's doing something for the play date, isn't he? He's doing a Crankers game. Yeah, he's doing a Crankers game that's a little bit like uh, um, a little bit like Papers, Please, in that you're like peeking through like a door to kind of like see who's like a the you know like a almost like a doggy door mm. to see who's on the other side to make sure they are the person who's who they say they are. Um, but I don't think that's his like next like capital G game. I think that's like a neat little neat little side game. So if someone was making a video game of your job, how do you think you'd do it? Like this job? Yeah, why not? Um, I mean, I guess it is it, it, the the on-camera parts. It's like having to... Uh, it, it would be a game with, like, very high, prolonged highs, and then, like, trying to find the energy during those subsequent low uh, moments. A it's resource like trying- management game. A little bit, yeah, and like being like, do I have enough in me? Is my is is my yeah. is my health high enough right now to be able to withstand the next you know ninety minutes to to two hours? Quickly um, crank the en- crank the energy knob up, yeah, and then crank exactly. it back down again. Yeah, before we yeah, use before too you, much before of our passes out, before we use up too many banter points. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, like I don't know, has anyone taken like the idea of like writing and made it interesting, like? A gameplay mechanic? Just trying to imagine. I mean, it'd be like playing Missile Command, I suppose. But sort of sitting there at your desk, trying to work ideas around in your head until the inspiration yeah. can strike. 
Uh, what yeah, or there could be exploring a world. What if we fired this missile or concept at this part of the sky or yeah. uh, second concept? And yeah. uh, does that cause an explosion? Yes, it yeah. does. We must remember this combination of elements. I mean, there's also the like exploring of an environment in search of inspiration, which is kind of, I guess, kind of like photography games are like that, right? Where mm. Pokemon Snap to Alba's Adventure to Umurangi Generation, which is exploring a, a, an environment and trying to find the beauty or the interesting, you know, somewhere inside of it. Or sitting in a restaurant, sort of tuning your ears to try to listen in on other people's conversations to find inspiring yeah. snatches of phrase one of uh, uh the game kentucky route zero in between each episode like main episodic chapter they released like this little interlude that would be just sort of a kind of a small side story and in one of them it, it takes place it is during a full like a performance at a bar that a singer goes on stage and and performs a song uh, but you can you are in first person and you choose where you want to look and pay attention to during that performance. And it's just whatever the five minutes is. But you can choose to, like, turn around and only pay attention to a couple behind you or you can only watch the performance or you can look at the bartender and see what they're saying. But if, like, you come in halfway through, you're coming in halfway through this couple's conversation, um, which was something I always found I always found interesting. I like that in games that, um, and this is a different topic, but where uh, you know you only have a finite amount of time to do things, and if whatever you are currently doing, you are missing out on something else. Um, Majora's Mask did that very well, I thought. Mm. Although you could time loop, so I guess it cheated in that respect. See, that's the sort of thing that stresses me out. Oh, Worry. the, the time. Worrying I'm not doing the right thing at any given moment. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've had to kind of learn to just, like let go of that um and like if a game is well designed i guess there is no quote-unquote right thing although you have things like persona where it's like in order to get to the final um semester or final real story bit then you have to uh you know you have to answer every question perfectly or else you're boned this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I also just wanted to talk about this so we could talk about Persona a little bit, because of course, those yes. games. What, those games those games are great don't really lean much into the work sim thing though you just show up at your the convenience store fade yeah out, fade up thanks for working at the convenience store today and yeah on. it'll occasionally ask you a question that you have to answer um i do like the i i i, I as simple as it is i like dave the diver's um how chaotic the moment gets when you're when you finally start a shift at the at the sushi place and and i like how it grows where you um you know you have to put out ads in the paper to get new help and either it's front of house help or back of house help in terms of servers or it's it's kitchen staff and the more they grow like the servers become capable of pouring beers for people or or yeah. you know cleaning up uh the dishes after them have, have um, you played it very long because uh i've got probably like three hours I got two staff in the back and two staff in the front, which is all you can have, I think. Yeah. And uh, I barely have to do anything anymore doing the restaurant sure. management stuff. 
because I I really appreciated it when one of them learned how to pour beers because I can never figure that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess to, isn't that like real restaurant beers. management? I'm supposed to is... pour the beer so it's only got like twenty percent of a head, but he's not holding the cup right. You're supposed to hold the mug at an angle and pour the beer down the side. That's how you stop it getting too much of a head. You are. 100%. Yeah, that is true. But is he just pouring it directly in? You, you don't get to control what angle to hold the mug at. Chaos. Pure chaos. Dave the Diver, 0 out of 10. How dare you? Very bad beer pouring simulator. Dave the Diver. We need more We need more beer pouring simulators in games. That's the, that's the real problem. There's Tapper... And there's, there's Dave the Diver. That's about it, I suppose. There was Valhalla, which Did I believe pour, someone mentioned in the comments. Do you pour beers in that? You are a bartender. I don't remember if you're directly pouring the beers. Because, you know, there's a whole process to it. Yeah, to pouring, a, the pouring a pint. Get it. You got to let sit for a while. And does, it's a weird little thing. It's yeah, all very strange. Got to make sure there's just the right amount of head. Yeah. Hubba hubba. Yes, quite. See, if you just pour it straight onto the bottom of the glass, you get like eight inches of head. You don't want that. That's too, that's much. You, that's too much. You let it run down the side of the glass. It's like a that's like a beer cappuccino. And then Who you like that? then you tilt the glass back up at the end to get the actual head that you want. You get a little bit. You know what? People people think that they come here and they don't learn anything. Turns out and you was, did learn something. And I was disappointed that my knowledge of how to pour beers did not really extend to pouring beers in Dave the Diver. Yeah. I think I, yeah, I'm not... to, I don't think I ever poured a good beer in that game. Just let somebody else do it after a while. I mean, maybe that's the maybe that's like a, a life lesson right there is uh, make enough money to be able to just uh, pay people to do your job for you and then rake in all the profits. And Easy piece. Then decide to build a submarine and in which you will die. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, do you want to go to the? Do you want to go to some super? Yeah, let's chats? go to super chats because I we got a bunch of things to to, I'm to chat about out here. with mono. Uh, I hope you feel better. Wow, that was just I, just I just want you to I just want you to feel better. It's because... not a very cheery outlook because everything I've looked says mono can stay with you for weeks. Oh no, TMS, too much kissing. TMK, I don't know what the, where the S was in TMS. Too much snogging. Too much snogging. That's good. There you go. Is that just making out? That's just like British making out, right? Yeah. Snogging is a yeah. British term for making out. Hell if yeah. you like. I do like. Uh, Maz57, welcome to bonus content. No oh, comments, on. though. The Dogmatic Director, member 40 months in bonus content, says excited for Adventure Oz, Adventure of Nye Season 3. As for jobs and games, half my playtime in Fable 2 was standing at an anvil hitting 30 swords a day with a hammer for money. That was a good one. That was actually one that uh, a couple of people brought up last night as well. Um, that was a good. I feel like medieval and fantasy games are uh, are are um, ripe for this kind of stuff. For these kind of small, small mundane jobs that can feed into in, the main systems. In fable games, that always just end up becoming a real estate baron. A lot of games do. Yeah, I mean that that is that is a job. Fable does that. Yeah, I like the. Uh, Yakuza has the the land the land ownership uh, uh, mini yeah. games where you can make hella money by doing that. Some games like to simplify it. Just buy yeah. some property and then it will just earn you money forever. It just accrue money forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's how it works. That's exactly how it works. 
Uh, Gary Davis gives $5 and says, five pounds rather, and says, looking forward to the in-job game on that upcoming release. Oh, what was again? That's right, Starstruck Vagabond. Hoping to play it on Steam Deck. I don't know what one has to do to be Steam Deck viable. Apparently my last game, Consuming Shadow, is Steam Deck viable, but it wasn't because of anything I did. There's, well, any game can can be boot up on a Steam Deck, and there are certain things where, like, developers will, will be like, all right, this, give it the green light, it's compatible on Steam Deck, and there's other games that have a yellow light, and it's just like, this will probably work, and most of the yellow ga- light games for me have worked just fine. Okay, I assume if you just have, like, controller support. Pretty much. probably be fine. Pretty much seems like that. Ooh, and Captain President said Yahtzee won crank game one. What would you do for a crank game? Have we ever talked about that? If you were to make a crank game? I assume there's already like 90 fishing games for it. Yes, one of the launch games was a fishing game. There's not a whole lot. Of, like, what are the cranks? Like, what what kind of cranking are we doing? I guess you could be like I've... a get. You could like like a gate. Like you could be running a gate at like a post-apocalyptic compound. We gotta open I've... the gate because the survivors are coming in, but then close the gate because the zombies are coming. I guess I'd do something like my uh, pre-flight panic game. Uh, but more maybe like on a factory conveyor belt where you turn the okay. little crank to make the conveyor belt move. And uh, if you see a product with problems with it, you have to fix mm-hmm. the problems. But you have to do it all within a time limit. So the game encourages okay. you to crank, 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 fast, fast, fast. But if you miss any things, any mistakes, woe betide you. Yeah, sometimes you crank too close to the sun. Uh, Jambahe18 gives 99 euro cents, but it doesn't say anything. He wants to give us an insultingly small amount of money. Are euro, are, are those, are they called cents? Like the, the small, the small euros? I have no, I have no idea. I don't actually know. Anyone in, in uh, Europe, what are, what are the small currencies of euros called? Pennies? I know the, the, the small French currency was the the centime or the centime. That sounds like saltine, which is a cracker. But they do euros now, so who knows? Oh, cents. SVS Guru says cents, and SVS Guru is German. Okay. SVS Guru is correct. Thank you. Well done. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Ich merkten die cents. Mm. Uh, Jambo hey, 18 Oh, hey, there he is. Gives 249 euros and says, Long time Yahtzee fan, taught me good criticism. <gasps> and then IE in small caps. Internet Explorer. Oh. I don't know what the IE is, actually. No. Uh, yeah, Andre... teaching people good criticism. Good for you. Andre Solizano, member for 10 months in early access, says, I dug Witcher 3, so I quests felt like being a jobber. That's something I always appreciated in The Witcher, how. Sometimes you were on like an epic quest to save the kingdom, and sometimes you were just, you know, doing your nine to five. Saying, Hi, I'm the rat catcher. Yeah. And here you've got rats. Insert I like that. Yeah. Fantasy monster there. Yeah, you can't always be um you can't always be, you know, going at a hundred and twenty miles per hour towards your, your goal of saving the queen or destroying the evil god. Like sometimes yeah. you gotta pump the brakes a little bit. I appreciated the the blue collar aspect of it. Yeah, I, I nobody liked the witches in game because they were suspicious and weird. But it's basically just oh, no they were the, the they were like the the jobbing plumbers of the world. 
Nobody likes hanging around someone who stinks of shit all day, but you kind of need to have them around when your toilet backs up. They like the Mario Brothers and they're plumbers. Yeah. And you so think the Mario to, Brothers just, canonically just to, smell like shit? Well, they'd have to, being plumbers. So, Is yeah, that why they attract so many, so many toads and, and various fungi? Yes, for you see, in the Mushroom Kingdom, smelling like shit makes you very attractive. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, that's how you grow mushrooms, isn't it? Yeah. You cover them yeah. in manure. See, it all makes sense when you think about it. It makes yeah, sense no. that a plumber would be friends with a mushroom. Yeah, absolutely. There's probably a lot of like, uh, there's probably a lot of black market sewage dealing in the Mushroom Kingdom. And I'm uh-huh. hurting. I need 300 weight of heavy excrement. Exactly. Here you go. Oh, I feel much better now. <sighs> Little speculation on how uh, the Mario Brothers smell there. Yeah, that's our Mario that's lore drop for the day. Kind of great content you funded by viewers like you. Ah. Zaratha gives five R dollars and says, Shout out to Childhood Classics on Fridays. Amy reminded me of my first job within a game, mowing the lawn with Putt Putt. Oh, that. Did you ever play No um, More Heroes? I did, yeah. That had, that was, that had lawn mowing. That was very big on job mini games. Yeah, yeah. You had, to, you had to fund your next uh, duel to the death. By doing shitty temp work, yeah, yeah, I, I like that too. Of I like the idea of of having to take on a bunch of small random tasks in order to get enough cash to do the next thing. Um, yeah, Number Heroes was sort of doing it as part of its sort of fun satire of modern life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shenmue did that. Uh, Tyrell mentioned Shenmue was was one of the earlier games that did that too. A lot of those tasks were very boring, though. Let me tell you, who doggy, very boring. Well, no more heroes would make them interesting. Yes. Like in the Lord Mower minigame, if you move in a certain way, he sort of just takes one hand off the Lord Mower and raises it in the air, as if receiving great rounds of applause. <laughs> from, from an imaginary audience. And uh, if you're doing the petrol pumping minigame and you get the amount wrong, you just spontaneously combust for a few seconds. Oh no, that's not good. Uh, where are we? Skylar Gaines gives four ninety nine. says, I've lost patience for secondary jobs in games as I've gotten older. I don't need another 9 to 5. As a kid, I'd fish or chop wood in Skyrim, but no longer. Interesting. So there you go. There's uh, That's sort of the, the opposite to our theory that adults gravitate towards it more because it's familiar. So you won't chop wood in Skyrim, but you'll chop goblins. Double standards yeah. much. I mean, supposedly, like like I'll, I'll i'll engage with the things if either they are fun or the reward is good um i mean isn't that just sort of like optional mini games that's just like the two yes and it's sort of the same i just thing, need right? one of the two things in order to get yeah if I it's mean, not rewards, fun or if i'm not the, usually in a video game a reward would be something that is fun yeah if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Uh, or a to create more fun. Yeah. Bajango gives $2 and says Valhalla had a fun bartending loop. There you yeah, go. So that was the yeah, that was the game where you kind of run a run a uh like a cyberpunk bar. 
individual level right. form kind of. Don't think I played that one. Uh, Cody four fifty gives two dollars. Says I highly recommend Traveler's Rest on Steam. Presumably one of those uh, short management like a, games. In. Yeah, yeah, it feels like you were like running an inn in a fantasy world, something like that. Yeah, um, as I say, there's been a few of those. Yeah, there've been quite a quite a few of those. Uh, did you ever get into the um, the like theme park management or, or hospital management? There's an upcoming school management game where you kind of you build um, your you build your own blank and then you try to run it and see if you can. I can go without burning everything. Get into down. them for a while. Usually, as long as they're sort of goal oriented, yeah. I like I feel like I need something to be working towards, not just hey, we run the most efficient theme park. Sure, sure. I did quite like Evil Genius. Could play that for yeah. a while. Yeah, which is a sort of base management game that's more about construction and management than anything else. Yeah, I remember playing. I yeah, remember I feel playing, like those. I remember playing Theme Hospital back in the day. Yeah, that was that was one of the original ones. Yeah, it's called Theme Hospital because it was the pseudo sequel to Theme Park. Yeah, and not because right. Theme Hospital makes any sense as a name. Yeah, yeah, uh, it really doesn't because the 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 idea of a theme a theme hospital like if we yes. go to a hospital that would be like Disney theme. Do you think Disney Disneyland and Disney World have themed hospitals? Speaking as someone who was in the ER last week, I think uh, and if they'd all been dressed as Elsa from Frozen. It would have only made things more excruciating. Okay, I was wondering. I was wondering if it would be better or worse. Uh, it turns out it, the answer is worse. Spoilers. Yes. Remember, I dropped out of a stream on last Wednesday. Well, I had the worst headache I'd ever had in my life, and it didn't go Eesh. away. So I had to go to the ER at the point where I could basically no longer walk because it hurt so much. That's not good. That's not good at all. No. Still getting waiting like four hours before they could stuff me full of drugs, though. American healthcare, it was, beautiful. It was a very harrowing day. I can imagine. I'm sorry to hear that. And now I feel really tired all the time, and I might have mono. You're just you're having a, you're having a good July so far. Uh, it's just the tops. Prize Fighter twenty six gives four ninety nine. Says games seem to have trouble balancing rewards. If there's a normal job you can do, there's usually like five different more efficient ways to make money. Well, twas ever thus. It's yeah. always hard to balance things, especially when some people consider some things more rewarding than others. Yep. Persona definitely, like, those those jobs you get in Persona 4 or 5, like, they are a good way to make quick cash in the first few hours of the game, and then very quickly you're like, I would, I just spend this time in a dungeon, I will make 20 times the money. Pretty easygoing jobs, aren't they? The fact that you don't even have to show up for, like, six months. They are, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, you could just call it and be like, "I want a shift. I want to work at the Seven Eleven again." Must be a worker's economy. What a what a utopia! Uh, Fungus Finder gives five dollars. Says I am much more likely to enjoy farming when the sunburn, biting flies, and backaches are removed. A true one-to-one farming simulator would be awful. Yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> that's what I said. A more accurate, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I guess not entirely accurate. Just I mean, I've more tried to accurate. Play. I tried to play Farming Simulator. It doesn't have sunburn and mosquitoes, but you still have to plough the entire field and secure a distributor and work... Settle down. And work... 
You just saw someone outside the office, and he's oh. afraid someone's going to come and kill me. Oh no, a murderer during a stream. Yeah, but yeah, I found f the the farming simulation of Farming Simulator to be very, very dry and yeah. boring. I didn't really know what the hell I was supposed to do. It's not all the way to being a woof, that is it. It's more of a buff. Yeah, it's 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 a it is it, it's a noise. Not exactly sure what kind of a noise it is, but it's definitely a noise. Uh, Blue McNeil gives five dollars. Says, "Damn, Yart's got mono. Sorry, buddy. Take time today to open your settings menu. Switch the audio over to stereo. Should fix your rights up." Off, off. Oh, joke. it is to laugh, Blue McNeil. That was a good mono joke. That was a very good mono joke. That was a top five mono joke. Well, it's like the one mono joke, isn't it? Yeah, so it's currently strong at the top five. There's there's room for others to slip in, though. Meister Kleister Heist AR gives five euros and says, I'm somewhat of a celebrity now, apparently. People on other websites recognize my name due to your distinct reading of it. Thanks for streaming. You're welcome, Meister Kleister Heist AR. Uh, that I guess that's all you need to be famous in... these days. Uh, that is having a more famous person just pronounce your name with like a vigorous German enthusiasm. But do people recognize Fill My Ass Up when he shows up elsewhere? God knows I do. It was also funny that that comment came in, or, or you read that shortly after someone said, you are just not German enough, Yahtzee. And then you said the Meisterkleister Heist there. That sounded very German. I studied German in school. You're very German. Don't, don't let anyone ever tell you you're not very German. It's difficult to know how to take that. You're you're our you're our big strong Berlin best, boy. Best case scenario, you're saying that I might be uptight and humorless. Worst case, you're saying I'm a Nazi. Yeah, yeah, bad. bad. That's not true. You know what? You know what's great? Cologne, great city. It's got it's got a, got a big old church called the Dome. Cologne, Cologne, Cologne. Hell yeah. Anyway. Ben Slinder gives it. 10 Canadian dollars. Says, if I respond to Slack messages while playing games on my work computer, does that count as an in-game job? Now you're, now you're talking. I mean, that that's the other thing is um, like 50% of my job, if it was um, in a job simulator game, would be writing Slack messages. And to be honest, not super exciting. Fair enough. That's why I put goofs in them. Uh, PJ Doolin gives $5. Says, just joining now, so you guys probably already mentioned it, but Dave the Diver has been my main game as of late, and it's a great for in-game chores. Hell yeah. That was, yeah, the, that was the impetus for this, uh, for this topic. Just loves its little mini-games, does Dave yeah. the Diver. And yeah. it's oh, and they keep coming, too. Yeah, and it's prolonged alternative gameplay interludes as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's the, the, some of the, some of the stealth things. Where I'm like, I didn't expect this in this yeah. game. Have you gotten to the bit where it becomes a rhythm game at a Japanese Idol concert for a few minutes for absolutely no reason? I'm not. It's uh, any other game. I would think you're making that up, but uh, in this game, I assume that is very accurate. Well, it certainly indicated to me what the developer's favorite character was. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> See where I tell that. Beery seven seven. Welcome to bonus content. No Beery, thank you so much. No comment. No comment even below. That's all right, Beery. 
Sky Ken Dragon gives four ninety nine and says an ex of mine loved the Overcooked series because they worked in food service and said the stress was accurate. They just needed the staff to shout more. Depends who you play with, I suppose. They should yeah, play exactly. that game Space Team. Do you ever play that? I have not. No, is that um, is I that was, similar to that? It's pretty old. I always had a lot of fun with it. It's like a mobile co op game where everyone's uh-huh. uh, playing on their own phones and you all like. Connected. Oh, that's right. And everyone has like a different. Uh, yeah, everyone's different, got a different role on the ship. Everyone's got a different control panel with different controls yeah. on it, and everyone's receiving instructions, but the instructions aren't necessarily for your control panel. Sure, so sure. you just have to keep yelling out everything that doesn't apply to you. Yeah, and yeah, and try to explain the things you're seeing to people who are not seeing the things you're seeing. Yeah, and it would be there's a bit tongue in cheek as well. To be so, there'd be someone would have like just like a painting with a button next to it saying "admire." Yeah. And one of the jobs would be admire abstract art, admiring abstract art, Captain. Press. That's a good. That's, that's a good job to have. That's that's necessary. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of that. Uh, keep talking or nobody. Keep talking and nobody explodes. Um, mm. Where one person can see the bomb and the rest of the people have the bomb defusal manual but cannot see the bomb, and so it's they are trying very to explain much along person. those lines of the yeah. sort of fun uh, party co-op experience. Yeah. Uh, Dragonix, member for one month in bonus content, says, I was going to say I don't like jobs in games, but then I remembered Power Wash Simulator, Spiritfarer, and Dredge as some of my favorite games. Yeah, you like your post-dad experience. Spiritfarer had those nice nice little ones uh, along the the little mini-games on the boat that you were were weaving the thread or breaking the rocks or fanning the flames. All with that very fantastical element. Yeah, yeah, and they were nice and quick, and they each had their own distinct rhythm that was that was neat to get a hold of. Breaking rocks on the that. back of a giant sea dragon. Oh, no. Spooky. And stuff. See, that's Post Dad, in a nutshell. It's not just uh, delivering boxes for, to the post office. It's delivering yeah. boxes to the post office in Narnia, and you have to do it before the princess is executed. Oh, no. Not in Narnia. Uh, Fungus Finder gives two dollars. Says, "Are there any meta game review games you'll know?" There's a game on Steam I played once called YouTuber's Life. That's like a oh okay, uh, like a management yeah. sim of life as a YouTuber. Yeah, probably massively unrealistic. Sure, I imagine. Yeah, and then there was like in terms of game development, there was that game dev story with those. Like, yeah, there's a of few of those. Small kind of like mobile yeah, games. Not so much in terms of games media simulating. No, like yeah, in order to like make something interesting about critiquing, you have to get kind of meta. And I don't know how many games are willing to to really do it. I just don't know how interesting that would be. Mm. I guess the the challenge for a game reviewing game would be to notice all the flaws in the game before you see someone else's review that noticed all the flaws you didn't notice and you get really mad. Damn it. I'd noticed that too, but I didn't mention it. Just because I didn't mention it doesn't mean I didn't notice that. Damn it, I forgot I hated this game too. That's what you'll say. That'd be, uh, that'd be a good name for the game. Damn it, I forgot I hated this game too. Well, it's an eye catcher, isn't it? Yeah, that can sometimes My, work, and it can sometimes backfire. the The comedy, yeah. extremely long title. 
Like, oh my uh, god, there's the... just a there's just like an anime game I saw for Switch that um I'll bet. Uh no, that had the, it had to have the longest title I've ever seen in video game history. Well, I was oh, thinking yeah, of the film know. The Incredibly Strange Creatures That Stopped Living and Became Mixed Up Zombies. That's a long title. What's yeah. go, what's going on? Why why is that title so long? I guess cuz the film had very little else going for it. Oh, I mean, I guess that's true. It's like we we didn't really make a great game, so uh, here you go. Here's uh, here's just a very long title that should keep you occupied. See, the sort of joke is lost in like a digital distribution environment because it'll just be the first few words of the title and then dot dot dot, <laughs> and then just be cut off. Yeah, and you're kind of like, oh, what's 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 wrong with this? Yeah, yeah, and you don't have to like go through all the trouble of fitting it all in a single box. Oh, and Captain President gives $20 and says, don't read this super chat, because he thinks he's the boss of me. How dare you, Captain President? Thank was you, that, Captain President. Was that an attempt well. at a clever paradox or something? Uh, it, was, it, was, it worked on me, let me be honest. Uh, I can't find the name of the game. Oh, well, I'll Help. just take your word for it, that it was some long, dumb name, like what half those isekai animes have got. Uh, it, it was exactly that. 100%. Right. Yes. Well, I guess we're out of super chats. We did it. You know what? You're not you're not feeling great. We we don't need to this doesn't need to be a, a, a big old beefer. We got we got a full swath of streams this week. So people are going to get their beef elsewhere. Uh sure. I mean, yeah. stick around later today if you like beef. Oh because, my god. Uh, you'll be able to enjoy the premiere of uh, Frost's new series. On YouTube, the stuff yeah, of legends. The stuff of legends. Yes, yeah, it is. that's got that's got plenty of beef. And if you like this first episode, let me tell you, they keep getting better. Episode two, oh boy, mm. humdingers, humdingers. If you like my I occasional you. zero punctuation guide to uh, stupid moments in video gaming history. This yeah. is basically that. Yeah, neat little fun facts that you can uh, you can brag to your friends. And yeah, like Nick said, that debuts uh, in an hour from now. I was distracted by, uh, looks like my kids are running around in the backyard playing with a bubble wand. Could that be a game? Bubble wand simulator? No, we are the, the kind of parents that try to make sure they actually get out and do activities rather than just sit watching Sesame Street all day. Mm. Sesame Street simulator? I'm going to stop adding simulator at the end of names. It's probably a bunch of games based on Sesame Street, aren't there? I have to imagine, yeah. SVScrew2000 gives five euros and says, Speaking of long titles, the recent anime Reborn as a Vending Machine, I Now Wander the Dungeon. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing was what I was referencing earlier. They just are a vending machine? They're just walking around a dungeon as a vending machine? There's a character in Starstruck Vagabond who's a vending machine. Are they anthropomorphic? Do they walk? Well, they sort of hop about. Okay, <laughs> Gotcha. Oh yeah, Jacob uh, Kitty. I forgot Double Fine made a Sesame Street game. That's right. I believe it was a Connect game. Huh. And Shantanu Bhatia gives seven twenty-nine AEDs and says, No, you're not. Rude. Well, we are. We are now. Done with ah. super chats, I mean. Or are we? Uh yeah. Well what else, what what do you have going on this week? What what sort of aside from being sick, well, what can what can folks check out with your uh, lovely voice? Well, I've got my usual zero punctuation coming out on Wednesday. 
this will be the System Shock one dropping on YouTube for everyone. And for members, it'll be a certain game with the initials FF and a Roman numeral on the end. The final fat nasty is finally here. Fatal Frame? Yes, it's Fatal Final Fight. Fatal Frame 16, or Final Fight 16. There's a lot of FFs. What's going on there? That's weird. Funny that. Yeah, like three. a lot of ACs. We've got three a of FFs. That's a lot. I'm sure there's another one. Answers on a postcard. It's AC is the one that's got like a million. AC's the big ol'. Yeah, yeah. AC's Animal the Animal Crossing, Assassin's Creed, Ace Combat, Assetto Corsa. Assetto Corsa? What is that? I think it's a driving game. Oh, that yeah. sounds right. It's yeah. like Asheron's Call. It's anonymous how many ACs there are in gaming. Yeah, air conditioning. Wait, that's not a game. The air conditioning simulator, that's probably one. Oh. Uh-huh. I don't know how what that you, is. How would you gamify that? I don't even know how air conditioning works normally, so I don't I don't think I have a good grasp on how to... You got to keep temperatures up and down. Got to make sure temperature in one room is good and, and in another room is also good. Sounds riveting. It's... And then stay that way for like six hours. There you go. Perfect. All right. Uh, what else we got this week? Um, I've got an extra punctuation dropping for everyone on nice. Thursday, I believe. Do you know what the topic is? Can you tell people what the topic is? I think it's the one that's about game ownership. I believe it is. Yes, that sounds right. So what are the streams we got and stuff and other things that are not me related? We we have we have everything. We have everything. Last week was a light week. A lot of folks, we, we had some folks sick, some folks gone, but this week is a, is a boomer. So um, tonight, uh, 6 p.m., uh, Casey and Jesse will be back playing Death's Gambit for Hidden Gems. Did you ever play Death's Gambit? It was like a... That's the 2D, 2D Souls-like, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I played it for a bit and thought, yawn and stop. Um, there's just a lot of those games, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll have all the normal streams to recap. Let me guess. Maybe- you avoid attacks by rolling through them. Iframes. Incredible. What a time to be alive. Every 2D Souls-like is just rolling through attacks. Uh, this is, this. I'm going to be honest, this is kind of true. Yes. Uh, more of them need parry, parry mechanics. Um, but yeah, we'll have, we'll have a breakout. We'll have a recap. I think Nick is starting, uh, Gears of War Judgment, I think. Uh, and then watch our, uh, watch our, uh, video on, on announcements of all the big stuff we have coming up. Cause you'll know what, uh, what a couple of our next big streaming series and replays and stuff are, um, including. Oh, yes. Uh, we had that announcement video. Too. We had that yeah. video premiere earlier today. Which yeah, has I'm going to post it here. Exclusive information about when the first episode of Adventure is Nice Season 3 will be going out. Yeah, you can get some, and some was, a little a little sneak peek at the, the new opening, yes. which is very good. And some other hot properties coming mm-hmm. up soon besides. Yep. Big old docs, big old, big old new series, all sorts of stuff going on. Holy, holy sweet Jesus, we have a lot going on. Toffee can't oh help himself God. wagging his tail with glee, as you could see Something. on the side of the cam for a second there. Uh, yeah, I see something insane just happened in chat. Oh, my I'm gonna goodness. Throw, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Captain President has gifted 20 memberships. <laughs> so much? You have to sell them. goodness. So many people who will be able to see the new ZP as it comes out. Are you going to say them all? No. 
Lindsey Curry, Spazzo, well, conceptualization, blue aversion, Dave Vicente, Google it. Oh, my God, where'd it go? Dave DeBlanc, Beefhammer, Deneuros, Badinsis, Matthew McDonald, Robert Middleton, TSP, CWR, Alos Windrunner, Mr. Pickles of Doom, Solo, lo, 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 DC Fat Cat, Brigham Buick, Felleron X. You think that was all of them? I think I, mi- I might have missed some. I like the one where I got to go, lo, 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 a bunch. That was a good one. Uh, then Proud Hand comes in with $5 and says, Hey, Yards, you know, you've played a lot of D&D. Do you think it has a primary gameplay loop? Can TTRPGs even have a gameplay loop? I don't know. It's pissing Jack off is the primary gameplay loop of playing <laughs> Adventures Night. Anyway. Adventures probably... Night. Adventures Night documentary gets gets shown off a little bit in the uh, update video as well. So well, I should probably sign off because I'm tired. i got shit oh. to do. Take uh, take take a nap, drink your emergency, and um, I will no, drink uh, plenty of fluids. Yes, you have to do that. And I'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for the donations. Thanks, Captain President. Bye.